This is Phaedra Cook, editor and publisher of Houston Food Finder, and this is Houston Restaurant News Today. It's Cinco de Mayo, and it's kind of the weirdest Cinco de Mayo ever. Bars are still closed, as per the Texas governor's order, so it's a little weird. However, restaurants have put together Cinco de Mayo at home packages, and they sound really great and really delicious. And frankly, it's probably less money than you would spend going out to a bar like you usually do. So check our homepage at HoustonFoodFinder.com and you will see a list of those restaurants offering to go packages. Probably the biggest Houston restaurant news today. The James Beard nominees were announced. I want to give you a little bit of information on uh, James Beard Foundation parlance. Basically, a semi-finalist is not a nominee. The term nominee and finalist are equivalent, and those terms mean those who have made it to the shortlist. And I think the most interesting part about this is Houston has not had a nominee in the Journalism and Media Awards for some time. However, this year we do, and it is guest Chris Shepard, a James Beard Award Best Chef Southwest. However, last year he published a wonderful cookbook called Cook Like a Local, Flavors That Can Change How You Cook and See the World. I don't know if everybody knows this about Chris Shepard, but he strives to go stage at other kitchens. He will go to kitchens in Chinatown, Asiatown, and ask, may I cook with you? And he's got some interesting stories about asking and being denied at first, but it's kind of like, you know, if you come in three times and ask the same question, you might be allowed to go back to the kitchen. And I hope that we can get him on this podcast someday soon to talk about those experiences. Anyway, he uh, co-authored uh, authored the book with Kaylin Golan, who is a Texas Monthly writer. And the cookbook is nominated in the American book category. I personally have a copy of this book. I personally have made recipes from this book, and I am exceptionally pleased that I have it. He's got some stiff competition. Tony Tipton Martin, who is the co-founder and past president of Food Waste Texas, is also a finalist for her book, Jubilee. And then a very well-known name in food, Sean, Chef Sean Brock, is nominated for his book called South. So stiff competition. On the disappointing side, there were 14 restaurant category semifinalists, only three 
made it through. And I'm honestly so disappointed at some of the people who did not. I really, 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 really think Tracy Vallop of Backstreet Cafe and Hugo's and Sochi and Caracol really deserves this award for Outstanding Restaurateur. She didn't make it through this year. Houston, generally speaking, just doesn't make it to the national category awards. The one that did has gone up like a billion times. It's been been a semifinalist eight times and was a finalist in 2018. That is Anvil Bar and Refuge, where I grew up. Okay, I didn't really grow up there, but you would think so from the number of nights that I've spent in that place and the amount that I have learned. I learned more about cocktails and spirits at Anvil than I've learned any other place in my whole life. But it is once again a nominee for Outstanding Bar Program. I walk into that place and I feel like I own the place just from the, the standpoint of the emotional attachment I have from it. And co-owner Bobby Hugel has literally made fun of me for that. And I probably deserve that. It's okay. Uh, he said something along the lines of, you remember what this place was like eight years ago and it's never been the same for you since. That's kind of true. Although I've learned that I re-embrace every generation of bartenders that come up through there. And invariably those bartenders go do something else really interesting and important. They go open other bars, like say Justin Burrow with Bad News Bar, uh, Alba, Alba Huerta with Julep. There's a whole generation of people who came up through that bar and they go on to do their other interesting, important things. And I don't think there's any greater honor that could be bestowed on that bar. But anyway, it's a, a nominee or a finalist again for Outstanding Bar Program. God, I hope it wins this time. I, I just, I think it really, really, really deserves it. I think in 2018, it was up against Cured as a nominee and Cured won. And Anvil's been around longer. It's so groundbreaking. It's so influential. The only thing that makes me a little nervous is also up again this year is Lost Lake in Chicago. Lost Lake is a phenomenal tiki bar in a quiet neighborhood of Chicago. I, I really love that place, but I just think that it's Anvil's turn. It is Anvil's turn. I mean, come on. The other repeat nominee over and over and over again that I really feel for is Bryce Gilmore of Barley Swine in Austin. He's been a nominee like eight times. It's ridiculous. I celebrated an anniversary of Barley Swine. We did like the 14 course menu. It's so terrific. I forgot to say, other than Chris, there are only three Houston nominees, and that was out of 14 semifinalists. So I'm not happy about that. Houston keeps getting knocked down in the national categories. 
you know, like Hugo's is up again for outstanding service and Justin Yu was up for outstanding chef on a national level for Theodore Rex. The original Ninfas at, uh, on navigation was up for best restaurant. Come on. How can the original Ninfas not be up for best restaurant and not get that? It's just crazy. I'm trying to avoid feeling the perpetual underdog feeling, but sometimes I feel that. However, congratulations to those who are finalists for the first year of the Texas Best Chefs category. Anita Jasinghani of Pondicherry and Trung Nguyen of Crawfish and Noodles. I think they both do a phenomenal job of representing Houston's excellence in diversity. So anyway, good luck to the four nominees. The winners will be announced in Chicago on Friday, September 12th. 25th 2020 that's actually my wedding anniversary I really hope uh I hope to be there I hope to be there in person with my dear husband this is a good time to bring on our new guest Mark Burrell of Rainbow Lodge he is the beverage director and Rainbow Lodge has opted to go ahead and stay closed for a little while longer as far as keeping their dining room closed they are continuing to offer to go and delivery. Soon we will talk with a restaurateur with a different perspective who opened his dining room. I think Rainbow Lodge has done an amazing job of keeping their offerings for to go and delivery exciting and interesting and something that you would want to participate in. So let's bring on Mark Burrell. Hi, Mark. Hi, Phaedra. How are you? Fantastic. You know what? My grandfather used to tell me every moment spent on this side of the earth is a good one. So I'm having good days. There you go. So Rainbow Lodge is, you were one of the restaurants that you decided it is not quite time to go ahead and open the dining room yet. What, That's right. What made you and your team make the decision that you want to wait for a little bit? I think that... Um, um, when the governor made the announcement that we were able to open, um, it was on everybody's mind that, um, okay, perhaps we should for business sake. And ultimately as a, as a team, um, decided that it wasn't, it wasn't the time for us. Um, I think not only did we need time to prepare to, um, to operate in that manner again, but, um, we felt the the safety um, of our of our team and our customers were um, were paramount. Uh, were that it, that it mattered more than than filling the dining room as as much as we could. That the um, the, the the safety of our of our team um, and our guests were uh, were paramount. So you have been exclusively a takeout and delivery restaurant for a little over six weeks now. That's right. Mm -hmm. We are um, focused on um, takeout friendly items, items that could be easily packed into go containers and solely on curbside takeout through, or, uh, through calling the restaurant and 
tell me about, um, you know, since you're, you're only doing delivery and carry out, how, how have you made that enticing for your customers? We are, we're very active on social media and, and this is, this is a time to adapt and to, to be creative. And so some of those creative ideas get, um, translated to social media, um, and and we're we're happy to show you exactly what it's going to look like when it when it gets to your car. And I think that that is helpful. We've always been very active on social media. We keep our website uh, current at all times, and it it helps us to to remain at the top of people's minds. We have people that come in two or three times a week just to get something new and different they heard about. Normally, when when everything is open, normally Rainbow Lodge has a monthly walk around wine tasting. It is your wine selections paired with Chef Schmidt's. Uh, they call them small bites. They're actually, I think, pretty generous bites. And of course, you haven't been able to do that. And yeah. I think one of the really creative things that you and your team decided to do is to make this a uh, a carry out like a, a take home monthly wine tasting tell me how that's right. been well um it's it's been insanely popular when we realized that we weren't going to be able to do this um this tasting we just we just talked about how how we could still offer that type of experience to our guests but at home and what we decided is that we would give them four half bottles <clears throat> typically the tasting is four four courses you get four little tastes of wine and four little tastes of food and so what we did was we charged the exact same amount per person gave them four half bottles and four bites of food for two people and set it on their way i thought that we would sell a few of them maybe 30 and within a few hours, I realized I needed to get more wine. I had to do that twice. Not only did I have to get more wine again, but I had to – I couldn't find the wines, the original wines, enough of them rather. So I had to switch the the wine and the menu kind of halfway through and keep track of, um, of what, we did, what we were doing. And we sold 72 kits out the door in, in no time at all. Our customers felt like that was such an interesting thing, and they loved it so much that we decided to do it again. But rather than wait a month, we did it again the following week. So now we have it for sale on our website on Friday mornings at 10 o'clock. And before 11, those 72 kits sell out every week. That's fantastic. And I'm so glad those have been so well received. And yeah. they sound like fun. It's it, they they are a lot of fun, and I think Chef is really having a good time with them too. You can tell by the, the menus get more and more creative. They here the past few weeks they've been themed with countries, and he's 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 becoming really creative with his menus and and trying to figure out how to make it look really nice in the in the to go packaging. And it's a really fun experience. Our customers will also get you know some tasting notes to go along with it, so they can really have their own tasting their home and on their leisure that's been one of the strangely wonderful things about this horrible situation is i just love seeing all of of the creativity for for your restaurant for and for other restaurants too it's like what is that saying necessity is the mother of invention uh, that's right i mean it, it, we have to remain creative 
in, in this time. Otherwise, you know, you lose out on it. And if, if we hadn't have done this, someone else would have. Um, and I'm certain that, that other other people have since we've started. And I think that's it's great to allow another stream of revenue and an opportunity to connect with our guests. And then building on the the sellouts of the monthly wine tastings, you've now added another kind of wine tasting, a, a virtual wine tasting where people can order a bottle of wine where you are highlighting a particular vineyard and it's paired with a, a take and bake item from Chef Mark Schmidt. Yeah. So I had been seeing within the industry, lots of virtual tastings, you know, part of my job is to taste with winemakers and, and sales people to keep my palate fresh and, and my knowledge fresh on different new current vintages and what's new uh, that's available. Well, when I was getting all these invitations for virtual tastings, I thought to myself, well, why isn't this something that I couldn't extend to my guests, specifically if, if I'm sitting on product that would be interesting for them to try. So that's exactly what I did. I reached out to a few winemakers that I'm that I that I know and uh, have a good relationship with, and had invited them to join me and my guests live on Facebook, where our guests could ask questions and comment, and we talk about the bottle that had been offered and the and the pairing that the chef create came up with oftentimes there's um, an additional bottle that's offered that from the, from that particular winemaker if i have the the inventory and you have a few days to come and pick it up and then you just join us on tuesday afternoons and um and it's been it's 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 been a lot of fun to produce this and to catch up with the winemakers or principals uh, because at, at, at this time that's that's a whole other part of my job that i'm not able to do and the first selection, I believe, was the, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was the 2014 Retour Pinot Noir. That's right. That's right. From up in Willamette Valley, Lindsay Woodard um, has, has, I've been a big, big fan of her and her wines for many years now. And um, when I first thought about this and we, I was chatting with the management about the different routes that we could do and some of the options as far as winemakers that could join us. When I brought her name up, it was everybody lit up because she's producing something very special and very limited. And the fact that I even have some is quite interesting. And so it was an opportunity for us to not only share this experience with our guests, but to offer them something that would be very difficult for them to get on their own. Yeah, that's not only a really highly regarded wine, but it is indeed pretty difficult to get at a retail level. So that was offering your guests something very special. Your virtual wine tasting is Tuesday at three. It, it's, it's live on Facebook Tuesday at Tuesdays at five and anyone can pop up. You just go to the rainbow lodge Facebook page and, and it'll be right there. But in order to enjoy the tasting with the wine, you need to come pick up a bottle. And that's what we have there on sale on our website at rainbow lodge.com. Just look for the virtual wine tasting section. So chances are people need to get on top of this right away if they want to be able to <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay. Very good. That's good to know. And I've been really intrigued with your cocktail kits. And of uh, course, yes. you know, there's been parameters established by TABC that 
restaurants can now sell alcohol to go in for delivery, but it, the spirits are supposed to be in a sealed bottle, not to exceed 375 milliliters, or it can be a standard manufacturer sealed wine bottle. And I was really impressed in how you just totally complied with those rules and still built around that some just really thoughtful cocktail kits. Thank you. I appreciate that. For the first two weeks of this experience, um, I spent every day, every morning on the phone with TABC because things were constantly changing. And I, I wanted to make sure that not only were we in, in compliance, but I really wanted to know what, what those rules were and how they were adapting and what we could do to offer something really special and still remain compliant. And so that's what we're doing for Mother's Day. We're bringing back our Bloody Mary. So we make our own house Bloody Mary mix. And not only that, but (laughs) I've gotten several um, people who have decided to take me up on the offer of gin in the Bloody Mary as well, which is what, which is my favorite. So we're offering both. But we also offer Manhattans, old fashions, martinis, and those come with garnish kits. So for example, the martinis garnish kit are blue cheese stuffed olives that have been soaked in dry vermouth. And we tell you how to make our great martini that you put X number, this amount of the vermouth from the garnish kit, and you throw a couple of those olives in there. If you'd like to, you can garnish it with some included uh, lemon peels, which is how I like them. The Manhattan kit has Luxardo cherries, and they're also soaked in a in a bitter uh, vermouth solution, so it gives it some extra flavor and body. It it makes for really interesting and fun kits. That's what I mean by the little thoughtful touches. And the way that you uh, have prepped your martini kit with the blue cheese stuffed olives, that is exactly how I like it. fantastic in the way you know you you've soaked the cherries for the it's the manhattan right if in the manhattans yeah and then in the old fashions we we're giving you a different cherry we're giving you a a maraschino cherry um and orange peels because that's how people like them and and we wanted to make sure that if you were going to make a classic manhattan we were going to give you all of the tools to make that happen Yeah. And it's just, it's such a nice touch. And I just think that the way that you've put those together, it just makes it easy for people to put these together at home. And I really feel like that it's not just throwing a bunch of ingredients together. You have put that bartender like touch on them and that's what makes them special. Oh yeah. They, they're, they're even getting the big clear ice cubes for the old fashions. So that when you take that home and you make that drink, it's not only just like what you'd have here at the lodge, but it is, um, but it's beautiful as well. Oh, that's wonderful! I love the big clear cubes because yeah. they don't water as quickly and they're not cloudy like home ice cubes. You know, that's right. And you know, the, the, a drink like that should be served very cold, and those ice cubes um, keep it keep it very cold. That's fantastic recently added our our Paloma we've got we've had some really um positive feedback on the Paloma that we have um here um because it's it's quite special there's there's it's not just grapefruit we use a a citrus mix there's a little bit of Louisiana hot sauce in there and so what we've done is made a Paloma mix that you can then 
add to the tequila a little bit of grapefruit soda that we include and the um, grapefruit supremes that is which is what, how we garnish at the lodge is also included we've also taken the time to give you um, a, a little bit of our the rimmer that you rim the glass with that's also included in that kit as well. So we wanted to make sure that if you were going to have a Rainbow Lodge Paloma, that it was the Paloma that you'd have at the Rainbow Lodge. I think they're they're all fantastic, and people should definitely check into those. Go online. I, they're just such treats and such nice things. And, oh, and an important thing to mention is these all provide, I think, between three to five dr- drinks, depending on which one you get. Yeah, well, it's it, between the, the average is six. Most of the our kits serve six. The martini, because it's a bit stronger, only serves four, but the Paloma serves eight. And and it's because we're giving you a whole half bottle of the spirit, whether it's the gin or the tequila or the vodka or the bourbon, you're going to get the the half bottle, the 375 milliliter bottle. And so what I wanted to do is make sure you had enough of whatever mix it was for the whole bottle. Now you could just not use any of the mix or the or the um, or the garnishes at all, and just enjoy the spirit on its own. But if you ordered a Paloma from us, you're going to get the entire experience. Yeah, and aren't the kits only? I think they're like forty dollars for forty dollars. Yeah, that's right. Except for the mimosa one, and that one's only thirty-five. That's right. Yeah, that's a fantastic value. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you think so. Yeah, you know, typically restaurants. We'll use a a sparkling wine for mimosas that they might not serve under normal conditions. We're pairing our mimosas with a bottle of Prosecco that admittedly we use more on and banquets than we sell. And that's just because people don't ask for Prosecco here, here very often. But that's what we have when we have it. And that's we're pairing with, with the fresh squeezed orange juice. That's fantastic. Well, one last question. And yes. I know we're all just trying to play it one day at a time and making the best decisions that we can make based on the information we have on any given day. It's like there's a new governmental press conference or or order or announcement. And so it seems like it changes every day. It really does. And But with all that being said, for when you reopen the dining room, what are you most looking forward to about it? Oh, I think seeing the smiling faces of our guests. I know that people are anxious, and I know that there are there are places out there who are inviting their guests in right away. Because we don't feel it's the right time, I don't want our guests to feel like that we don't miss them and that we don't love them. It'll, it'll be really wonderful to see smiling faces in the dining room again. I bet you cannot wait to actually see that beautiful lodge filled with, with people. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. We have we've taken steps to um, to limit the tables. We've taken lots of tables out, um, and um, we have the we have the all all of our dining rooms set up um, with social distancing guidelines. Um, and 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 I'll be thrilled to see even those few people here. But uh, when we're able to get up and up and ready again, whenever whenever we feel like it's time, whenever the the county feels like it's time, we'll be ready. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to see those faces. Filled with people six feet apart. (laughs) (laughs) Not only that, but here's a little sneak peek, an insider tip. We have taken this time uh, that we've been without our guests to completely renovate our bar area. And now the Tidefly Bar has a brand new look, and it's stunningly beautiful, and I can't wait to show it off. 
a little bird did tell me something about that, and I can't <laughs> wait to say it. I my understanding is the remodel is quite pleasing. It's beautiful, and and it's very exciting, and it's more in line, I think, with the um, with the feel and the the feel that you get when you enter the lodge. And so um, we're very excited to be able to show it off soon. Rainbow Lodge is one of my favorite places to spend happy hour. And I know you know that because you've seen me there a couple of times. <laughs> That's <laughs> so right. I can't wait to go back and I can't wait to see how the, the remodeling turned out. So, well, I wish you uh, all the best and we will look forward to hearing when the dining room will be reopening at probably limited capacity. We will make sure you're, you're the, one of the first to know. Awesome. Thanks so much for your time, Mark. Thank you, Phaedra. All right. Take care. Thanks to Mark Brawl of Rainbow Lodge. And a huge thank you goes to Rainbow Lodge, who has been a Houston Food Finder sponsor almost since our inception. And we started in November 2016, and it wasn't too long after that that owner Donnett Hansen stepped forward and offered to sponsor us. Without Rainbow Lodge, our other sponsors and our reader supporters, we literally would not be able to produce our articles. Writers need to get paid. Expenses need to get paid. We have a considerable web, web hosting bill every month because you have to have a certain type of server in order to handle the amount of traffic that you get when you, you know, have a publicly facing online publication. So thank you so much. We are so very grateful. That's it for today. In our next podcast episode, we will talk to a restaurateur who did go ahead and reopen his dining room at 25% capacity. It is another great sponsor of ours, Alex Alwyn of Fat Eatery. And it's going to be a great episode. So I look forward to talking to you again soon. Take care.